Hello and welcome to Epic Loot Radio. My name is Brian and in tuning in, we've got a panel of amazing guests from Chris, Chili, and Soro talking about Fantasy Star Online, E3 2021, and so much more. This is going to be a show for the record books. Thanks for tuning in live. And if you're watching this later, be sure to come check out more content over at work to game over at Moogle Go Round, over at Global Cooldown on Twitch. Links are all in the description uh, below. You can also ca catch, catch Chris live. Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. over on Twitch slash work to game. This is the first time uh, you've been here on Epic Loot Radio, Chris. Welcome to the show. Why don't you say hi to anybody who might not have ever heard of you, if that is all possible. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the only reason they'd heard of me is because Brian and I share work to game, both on YouTube and on Twitch. Um, he runs a whole slew of other channels and uh i have gaming kind of as as my my personal channel when i want to say something and brian's not around um yeah i i play a ton of mmos and i play other games too but i don't typically find that they're as fun to share and talk about as mmos i think that a live service model really gives itself to like being part of a community even when it's like single player content even when it's things like story and things like that as soon as you get out the other end right just like being quiet in a movie Okay, can we talk about this? Because I'm really excited. All right, Chili, I'm making your second appearance here on Epic the Radio. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell people who you are and where they can find you? Uh, I'm Chili. I normally on Moogle Go Around Radio. You can find me over there on twitch.tv says Moogle Go Around Radio. Um, we mostly okay. talk about Fantasy 14, though, of course, with the downtime between now and November, we'll be finding other games to play. Um, I'm probably going to jump into one of the games we're talking about today, um, but. Also Ratchet and Clank. But yeah, you can find me over on Moogle Go Around Radio, where you do a podcast every two weeks. All right. And Soro, the man, my co-chair pilot uh, over on PSO uh, Radio before we merged it with Epic Loot. What's going on, dude? Uh, not too much, man. Just uh, staying in there, playing some games, having some fun, getting ready for PSO2. What's your and, prep schedule? Uh, like, what are, you, what are you doing to get ready for PSO2? playing other games <laughs> just kind of waiting at this point like the beta was a lot of fun i can't wait yeah uh, other than that just kind of sitting here playing some 14 uh working on getting all of my tombstone gear and having some fun there all right so and for me uh guys uh, i'm brian ginger prime i collab with chris over on work to game uh, I haven't actually been playing much, uh, many games at the moment. I've just been busy with a lot of work stuff. Uh, dipped my toe back into Final Fantasy XI. Excited for PSO2 New Genesis this week. So I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a pretty, pretty awesome week overall to experience. But uh, we're going to just dive in because one of the big parts of this show is going to be kind of covering uh, kind of the New Genesis frequently asked questions. Chris is going to be acting as our everyman. Like he likes to, like once he gets sold on a game, he likes to sit here and just say, let me know when it's out and I'll come play it. So we're going to be going through the frequently asked questions and allow him to either expand on and hopefully help answer questions that you guys might have. That's going to be a big part of the show, but we got a couple awesome topics first. We're going to talk about our E3 2021 predictions. Uh, E3 is dropping on the 12th and it's going for obviously a, a week. Lots of stuff, lots of news that we, everybody's kind of anticipating. We're going to talk about the chances of 14 being announced for Xbox at E3. That keeps, people keep asking me about that. I figured that'd be a good kind of panel to see what you guys are feeling on that and then we're going to dive into our new genesis what you need to know and launch week plans which will probably be our bigger uh, segment of this this is also might be a call-in show when i say mine i put in chant and pinned 
the link to be able to join the show and ask questions or kind of weigh in on points. We'll look at that in terms of time. So <laughs> being that I don't know how the show is going to play out itself because we film these live, you can always join in or you can weigh in in the comments and we can highlight your comments that way if you don't have a good mic. But let's go ahead and dive into our first topic, E3 2021 predictions. I'm going to start with Chili. Chili's in the hot okay. seat. Go ahead. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> um, Anything goes. <laughs> Well, we, I'm looking forward to seeing the Souls-like Final Fantasy game that's going to be announced next, this month. Um, it's supposed to be like Demon's Souls-style game. Uh, it's supposed to be the rumored titles Final Fantasy Origins, and it's being done by Team Ninja. So, um, apart from that, I'm excited to see the new Fable game and more Halo Infinite comp- uh, actual content. So... Is it Halo Infinite a, uh, a game that's been on your radar? Like, is that something you're going to take time uh, oh, yeah. to yeah, Yeah, I'll probably pick up an Xbox for that. That's one of the games that I, I will get me to buy an Xbox. I could run it on my PC. I could run it on xCloud. But I like to own the hardware when there's a game that I enjoy. It's the reason why I bought Switch for Pokemon. Yeah, PlayStation I just buy because work reasons, you know, and I like the games. But Halo is one of those games that once it comes out, that's when I buy an Xbox. All right. That's so, right. Anything yeah. else? Um, I just want to see what Sony brings to the table because we know that Microsoft has a lot of big names coming out. So I just want to see what Sony's going to do to counter. There's been rumors about a Game Pass coming to so- uh, to PlayStation. So not Game Pass itself, but Sony's version oh. of Game Pass. I was so. like, I would love Game Pass to come to, come to PlayStation. <laughs> That'd be great. Because Phil says yeah. that, you know, Bethesda games will be on whatever platform has Game Pass. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your phone, PC, and Xbox. For now, for now. We'll see. Chris, let's go yeah. with you, man. Like, what, what, what are you looking forward to? What do you hope to see? What are your predictions? If you add marketing dollars, do you think Halo Infinite has crossed the billion yet? Do you think they, they are a game that, that has the B for a non-live service game? And then the fact that they're saying it's going to be free in Game Pass. At one point, they were talking about the, uh, the PvP-type uh, you know, content being somewhat accessible, maybe with gold at one point was, I think, thrown around. They've announced that it's free. Like, you can play. I am super nervous free. about the word free being applied to anything that costs a profit driven company a billion dollars because what that means is microtransactions. Oh, they're there. <laughs> because they're... it has yeah. to get paid for. Yeah. It has to get paid for. And so, like, I would rather them say, this is Halo Infinite. This is going to be a, a 10-year title. The last one has basically lasted that long at this point unintentionally. Let's make it 70 or $80, and then we'll never ask you for money again. That's what I want, because I know that 70 or $80 is nothing compared to how many years I'm going to play it. Them giving it to me for free is, well, like, and you're going to owe me. I don't want to owe you. Uh, They're only giving you the multiplayer for free. I'm I'm really nervous about how, like, for any of you that have played recent Call of Duties, I like Call of Duty games, Mm -hmm. but Call of Duty games, when you log in, is just like ad after ad after ad. It's like, I just want to get to gameplay, and I'm just being marketed at constantly, and that is a game you pay for. Um, So I'm really nervous that Halo is going to be this just uh, wonderful experience that they're like, okay, but we've learned that we can cover 80% of the screen with ads without causing seizures. Um, and so I just don't want that. Uh, that's a movie quote for anybody that doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> so uh, other than that, Square Enix, I think there, there will be Avengers expansion news. Uh, there's There's been rumors of the new Final Fantasy game. I don't like the word origins being thrown around, especially in a game that they're not building in-house, like the numbered games. Um, 
there's going to be like another team working on that. And I, I think origin yeah, is like Ninja. a word where like now that's important long term. And so like you're you, there's a lot of trust to put in. Origin is like, oh, we'll just play origin. Is that the thing is that they already technically have they already have a fantasy origins. It was on the PS1. It was fantasy one and two bundled together. I just I don't like that word being thrown around. Yeah. I think it's too strong of a word. I agree. Um, Origins and... 3. Origins 16. What the hell, man? <laughs> and then for me, it's just a question of, uh, as everybody else comes out and makes announcements, what all's going into Game Pass? Um, because as we get into PSO2 here, like when time is a valuable resource as is, it's a big question of like, are you going to cost me anything? And with Game Pass, it gets really easy for games to be like, no, we're getting paid, but don't you worry about it. Xbox picked up the tab. What about you, uh, Sora? What do you got? Uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see what Xbox does bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, personally, I've never owned an Xbox. I just use the apps on the PC. <laughs> uh, but seeing what comes to Game Pass that I can download to the PC and play there, I'm excited about uh, what Square comes out with. And if you look at the schedule, like I told you last mm-hmm. night, Brian, yeah, it's on june 13th the day two it's xbox then square immediately after if they don't make some kind of 14 announcement for xbox in that time frame i don't know why it would be one right after the other the uh that's our set what it will be it won't be endwalker no it won't be endwalker which Uh, means there's yeah and then also uh on the 15th bandai namco coming out and doing something so hopefully that's a blue protocol uh release date or closed beta date or something just i'm excited to see what happens there yeah they're looking blue protocol is looking gorgeous and the question is then then how's it feel like i i don't see going hands-on i don't see that game coming uh to the west until 2022 just based off of how like the world has gone and development has gone but i could see it launching in japan first now we do know blue protocol is going global like they've already announced that it supports controllers uh and honestly like everything they've kind of shown off is like yeah this game is looking really good and they even just added a fifth class so that tells me that they're continually looking at iterating the system and that's exciting to see plus when I watch a Blue Protocol, what I call live letters, they haven't really labeled them that. It does feel like PSO and Final Fantasy got together and had an anime baby. And mm-hmm. like it just feels like, here's a playbook. Let's follow the OCP playbook. Oh, here's Fantasy Star Online 2. It's doing really well. Like, how can we marry these two these two ideas together to have this like really awesome experience? And so uh, I think uh, I think Blue Protocol is definitely going to be a MMO on the on the list do you think does anybody think amazon's going to show up at all at e3 this year they got a big game coming out uh just down the road uh i mean maybe <laughs> they're not a traditional game studio we're really like, don't good. expect no. them to do anything traditional yeah. ever right I mean, if they what... do it at e3 it might not be at e3 they might just be like like nintendo do its own separate thing <laughs> yeah 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 as you guys leave the event hey we didn't want to pay it again. I'm late. You know. Um, Nintendo's always like, when did you say your event was ending? Oh my gosh, that's so coincidental. Our treehouse starts right then. Yeah. I mean, there is on the 14th Verizon and in, in television. Like, what's Verizon bringing to the table? 
Finally, the new console I wanted. Right. (laughs) Could Amazon somehow fit themselves into that? Because I don't think I've ever seen Verizon in an E3. Am I wrong? I mean, I have no idea. Honestly, I have been following the Verizon console. (laughs) The KFC (laughs) Verizon hybrid console now. Um, But that just seems like a time slot or a section where it's, you know, here's some of the other stuff coming. From I would, other I would, places, I'd pair that know? with any kind of cloud gaming announcement. Um, Verizon is lots say, of well, cloud with gaming. Yeah. So if anything else, I would venture to bet that if you're going to see Verizon uh, doing anything within gaming, it's going to be cloud based because of the, especially with their fiber optic uh, backbone uh, of FiOS, yeah. which Chris has, and I don't have fiber optic right now, so I'm it's a little great, bit yeah. jealous. It's so <laughs> nice. If I had the back, uh, if I had the bankroll of Amazon and the promise from Amazon that they're going to let New World play out for a while before pulling the plug, even if it struggles out of the gate, I would not want opening weekend to be any bigger than it has to be. I wouldn't hype yeah. it. MMOs are feature light at the beginning. They're known to have server issues. They're known just as a oh. genre. Um, the strength of these long running genres are typically in games that have had some age to them. You know, even games that had good launches, typically age is what gives them resilience. And so if you know, if somebody at Amazon says, we're giving you five years of money regardless, then there is no reason to rush people into year one where they might have a bad experience and not come back. So let the hardcore early adopters hop in and then let the game flesh out based on that feedback as you pick up bugs and then have huge marketing campaigns going into that first expansion or whatever their model ends up shaping up to be and say like, oh, we meant to tell you this was really good and we definitely didn't wait to tell you in case it wasn't. Um, and and so I would picture New World at this point. I think it's got enough hype behind it. I wouldn't put any more wind in those sails. That's a really good point. I, I completely mm-hmm. agree. These games, because no matter what, like it, let's say it's hyped, it's going to have that roller coaster. Oh, people! it's the new thing. People are checking it out. Oh, I'm going back to 14 or wow. Or I'm going back to my comfort established zone because you have End of Dragons, you have Endwalker, you've got New Genesis. Like they, they, they're coming out in a sea of like you're established, you're, you're already sunk in cost. I'm already invested in X, Y, and Z game. And yeah, so it's like at the end of the day, like just play fundamentals. Like if you're going to look at the 14 model, that's what Yoshi P is doing and why WoW, a lot of WoW players are finally starting to check it out. Even big creators that we've even covered this week is that Final Fantasy 14 has been playing fundamental baseball at its core. It just does the little things right. It builds up to the bigger things and even has these large things. And thus you look at that and the fact that they have content coming out and expansion coming out this year. Uh, and more and we could sit here and like be frustrated because maybe a feature that we wanted got cut ultimate for example but they've been playing that i think um in terms of like my predictions overall what i would like what i really want to see is i want to see what eso's premium subscription is that going to be included as a part of game pass ultimate that to me that that to me is kind of this litmus test of what the game pass system is because if microsoft has a premium subscription-based game that says you can be actually a part of game pass to cover your subscription to eso that really says like we are not messing around game pass is where we want everybody you can individually sub to this if you choose to because it's still an optional sub for eso but with an expansion launching this year this is a microsoft mmo now 
uh, with uh, Bethesda and them kind of highlighting those two things. That's massive. Now, Chili, you brought up uh, PlayStation, and I don't see yeah. PlayStation making any announcements, of course, over the No, they're not, they've got no big announcements yet. So I'm guessing the State of Play will come out. Because I don't think they're even at E3, are they? It looks like. They pulled out E3 any, like two E3 years news. ago. Right. They pulled out E3 yeah. a while ago. So, like, so yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's the before they play. pulled out, they still didn't show up. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> they played a trailer for non, non first party games and then said, yeah. like, they paid for a slot and then went, and eh, yeah. now we're good. No, that and that's the one thing. Like, like, we, we called that, like, we, when, we were, when we were covering E3, like, as a part of the channel. Um, like we called that, we're like, that was a horrible presentation. And the Sony fanboys came out like in oh, force, like, that was the best. And it's like, are you blind? Like, like, <laughs> because I'm like, I want Sony to win just as much as I want anybody to win. That was yeah. garbage. And then it's like, I think it's like, they couldn't process it. And then eventually they're like, yeah, that, that conference wasn't good. You know? And then the news. I love Sony, but right now I want Microsoft to win because Sony's winning too much. Well, you know, are they? Like, they've had, has, they had delays, well, delays, delays. Actual like this, sales wise. Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. They uh, well, they're selling off of like their their brand, right? Yeah. Like you, like you trust that, yeah. like you're going to get God of War when it's ready. And so their delays, like that, that was news yeah. this week. That's great. Sony's doing what Sony does. They're going to make their games amazing, and I think that's a great experience. It just sucks because what else? Like especially with nothing at E3. Like, are they going to do a state of play? Yeah. Like once kind of all the E3 news has, has been processed and gamers are like, oh, that was fun. And then Sony comes out and says, okay, now it's our turn. Here's what you can look forward well, to. Well, they do the have some third party exclusives. Like we know that if Final Fantasy Origin, if it's called Origins or whatever it's called, does get announced, that's PS5 exclusive. Mm -hmm. Forspoken, so, Forspoken. At, le yeah. at least it's timed exclusive. Yeah, 16. Mm -hmm. 16. The, ne the next seven patch or the next Final Fantasy seven. Uh, yeah, the DLC. Yep. UV. What, what also is, part two probably. So what does Square announce at uh at, at Microsoft stage uh, this year? They usually have a presence. Uh, and anybody think they're going to show up and announce a new Tomb Raider or something? Because they're bigger than just Final Fantasy. But yeah, could right. be. Yeah, yeah, could be. Last year they made a big thing out of Tomb Raider because it was uh it was like some even number of years or something. So last year was like a big, big Tomb Raider collection type moment. Um, if I remember correctly, time is weird. Uh, so. Yeah, they, they could come out and do that. They they also have, you know, like, is Kingdom Hearts coming off anything that would make sense? They've got should... a load of Kingdom Hearts games to be announced this year. I think they've got, like, three titles. So. Ain't insignificant. DLC, DLC for yeah. Outriders. You know, that's not, a, that's, well, that's not actually a... That's like what they a, did with Avengers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Avengers is getting an expansion. We, we feel yeah. like yeah. Outriders is going to go off the expansion model. Really well received, obviously bugs and issues, but this gives them another opportunity to be like, here's the next round of content updates, which has never been communicated. They never made a promise that this is a lot. Like they've constantly said this is not a live service. Microsoft store. The Outriders? Yeah. And and I told a buddy that it would be a good fit for him because he likes certain types of games and he's looking for a new game and he has Game Pass. And I was like, you should try Outriders. It's free. If you don't like it, then bail. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of just get started. Just hop in. And he said, it's only got two stars. I said, it had a terrible launch. And he's like, like, how bad? And I was like, like two stars bad. And then he opened up the reviews and it was, won't start, won't start, won't boot. Can't get the game to install. I was like, yep. And it's going to take a long time to fix that. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of negative reviews to outweigh. Yeah. I love the game. I really, I really enjoy the gameplay. 
And the thing is, yeah. is that because it's not a live service model, like you, you beat it and then you're like, that was awesome. Let me know when the next round of, uh, of content is, which actually could be very healthy for that game because you're not trying to be something and compete with people who've been in the space for 10 years. Like you can't do less than what Destiny does, whether you like Destiny or not. And expect people to be like, that's great. They're just going to go back and play Destiny because Destiny's going to have an update. And they did. They had their new season update. People go back and do that because content is king. So um, I, I don't know. Like, I think that kind of takes us into our second topic because um, when we talk about Final Fantasy XIV, uh, we I was hoping that we would see something about M. Walker on Xbox at the, uh, at the uh, Fan Fest. But Yoshi P says in multiple quotes, there's no reason that, uh, like, there's no blocks on Xbox, Microsoft side to keep the game off. Phil Spencer has done a lot of work. Uh, there's still a lot, like, online, even in the video, like, even in the comments for people to, who don't watch this video itself, you know, we'll see people saying, like, oh, it's Xbox Gold, that's why it's no. It's like, there is no reason, there's nothing preventing Xbox. I mean, Xbox. it used to be used Xbox to be. Gold until they changed the uh, free-to-play Right, you know, free to play games are allowed on now, so that means sub games are also fall under that rule. The uh, and even back on the Xbox 360, that was always the case as well with uh, Final Fantasy 11. But what I mean by that is that there's still always this misinformation because somebody is like, yeah. the last I checked on it back in 2013 was Microsoft wanted it on their own servers. Yeah, back in 2013 they did, but they have you know thankfully A changed. changed. A lot mm -hmm. has changed, yeah. and so. What uh, Yoshi P has been last dated is that they're not talking about other platforms until after the launch of the PS5. And the PS5 launched on the 25th. That is their full version, no longer in beta. And so the question is, to the panel here, is what are the odds that we are going to see uh, Final Fantasy XIV announced for Xbox at E3? And I'm going to save my thoughts to the end. I'm going to start with Chris. You're up. It's the last logical opportunity to do it prior to launch because pre-orders have already started. It was not listed among the pre-order platforms. If it is not announced now, I don't see how it is not next FanFest at the earliest. I do not see how we don't immediately kick this out to where we are beginning the hype train. And probably even then, the only reason I would say it's the first FanFest of three is because that's the North American FanFest. And that's where you're going to get the biggest swing for Xbox players. Um, I, Otherwise, you'd save it till the end when you announce your pre-order date and you do it at the Japanese Fan Fest. But that's going to fall on deaf ears in that audience because Xbox doesn't really have the same hold in that market. And Phil Spencer said, we don't have the games that are played in that market. They don't buy our console. Like, that's a chicken and an egg conversation. And so he's inviting JRPGs on to Xbox, even if they don't have immense success out of the game, out of the gate, because he knows, like, you have to build this stuff if you want to be a platform for more types of gamers. Uh, and so I think if it is not announced here, it will be pushed out and we're we're not looking at this expansion. And the sad part of that is that at this point, Phil Spencer had a number of things he expected from Yoshi P. All of those have either been removed as requirements or have been solved. Yoshi P had a number of requirements from Phil and has come out himself and said all of those have either been removed as requirements or solved. They've even thanked each other publicly. They've had nothing but nice things to say. Both of them have said they want it. And Final Fantasy has said that they are now trying to get to 30 million players having played the game, and they're at 22. That's 8 million players. Oceanic servers is a big swing at that, but not nearly compared to picking up Xbox. You want to knock out 8 million players? Xbox. Just, we hit, wow, we hit 30 million right after Endwalker launch. Like, that's how that happens. So I hope it happens, but, like, I'm, I'm setting my expectations at, 
It's a coincidence that they're back-to-back stages. I'd love to be wrong. Chile, I want to go to you. What do you think? I will not comment either way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not commenting on this. I don't know what that means. All right, Zoro, you're up. <laughs> uh, like I said, just chilly. No, he is Yoshi P, by the way. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like I said before, it. I don't know if it's a coincidence that they're back to back, uh, you know, stages and everything for E3. If that has anything to do with it, I just saw it last night and messaged you, Brian. It was like, hey, I don't know if you saw this, but it yeah. could po- be a possibility my expectation for it is still like way down here but <laughs> for that kind of thing to happen you never know mm-hmm. now michael says uh, i think the only thing blocking xbox is the sc developer resources and that won't happen until after this cycle and so what that means is that uh, when they make a new version of uh, of Final Fantasy, so the the Mac version, the PlayStation Four version, the PlayStation Four Pro version, the PS Five version, PC version, uh, you know, all of these versions require like resources, not you know digital resources, not imaginary resources, physical people, HR resources to be able to make sure that they're doing all of this work. Uh, you know, especially when it comes to console. And I think that's a real key difference uh, maker when it comes to Final Fantasy XIV. We're seeing a huge influx with the hype for Endwalker, a lot of new players coming in. And then obviously with WoW not showing up and not making content right now, uh, you're seeing a lot of frustration from that community and having big creators draw interest in that over it, you know, is huge. So like, does 14 need the Xbox to hit 30 million? No, not at all. But if they want to hit that number fast, I think that's overall good. And based off of what Yoshi P has said publicly numerous times, that he wants the game on Xbox. He wants the game everywhere. And I think that would ultimately be exciting. I have to temper. I want to go to Chris here in a second, but I have to temper. I'm with like I'm putting my my uh, thought and everything, every thought that pops into my head that it could happen in the no column. Just so if it does, you could see a grown man cry <laughs> after like eight years. How long has it been? How long have I waited for this day? You know, like, I just want, I want it. I want it so bad, but Open I don't. Open wide the sails. What's up? What do you say? <laughs> Open wide the sails. Open wide the sails. Um, Get all the kids out of the house. I also you. want my million from Chris, if, like if it has a connection with Game Pass. So I haven't paid him yet because we were like, I was like, what's it going to be here? So like. If nothing happens at E3, I'm gonna hand him his million gil because I don't I don't see from E3 a logical point because with I bet pre-orders, on <laughs> well, like the logic there is that if I'm wrong, I'm I win. Like you win either way. That oh, 14's coming to Xbox, yay! Or you know, 14's not coming to Xbox. I get a million gil. Like <laughs> I can weep over this, you know. Etc. So it's. I think that's uh, that's where I'm putting it uh, in that category. I've a lot of people have been asking me that question, and so I want to kind of. I figure that'd be kind of a good panel discussion. Chili not commenting on this at all uh, has me. Uh, I'm oh God. That gives me a little hope for some weird reason. So I'm just gonna <laughs> look, like dang it. We all know I've heard stuff in the past, and well, the problem is if I hear stuff and talk about it, it can be also wrong. Yeah. Because. I might hear stuff that's six months ago. So right. when I, when they were talking about it, it could have been true, but things change. 
Things could have changed change. today. Sony in and of itself uh, is getting a buddy buddy up with with PlayStation. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, Sony, of course, is with PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, Square yeah Enix. huge fans. <laughs> huge fans. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, Sony loves PlayStation. Guys, have you heard about? Have oh, you heard about? So, did they buy them? What? Yeah, I have. I, I, like you know, on that uh, note, I'm a huge fan of Work to Game. Just saying it. Just gonna put it out there <laughs> on the platform right now here on Gender Prime. Um, so, but like they're they've been getting so that that's a huge possibility because. And all of a sudden, you know, Microsoft makes these moves, like with Outriders, starts clawing away at Sony sales, which it does. That's the thing a lot of people aren't factoring in is that mm-hmm. Outriders and Game Pass cost Sony 30% of every potential sale that says, oh, now I'm going to go over here because yeah. they're not going to get that cut anymore. So it's like, okay, like that's some re- like the, the MLB, the show. Oh, you could play that on Xbox now for free and you got to pay 70 bucks over on PlayStation. We'll just claw that back over here. Like, yeah, they're getting the, yeah. the, the Game Pass stuff, but it's still like this narrative. And I, it'll be interesting to see because, yeah, it could be announced, uh, but things change. And until it until it's announced, like I'm just sitting here going like, but with like what Chris said, if it's not now, I'm not expecting it until the next Fan Fest. I would... I would be blown away if they're like, it's five, it's 6.3 and it's now on Xbox. Be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, it's, it's our new limited that. platform. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, technically, <laughs> I mean, technically out of any of them, it could be 6.0 or 6.1 because 6.1 is a new story. It's true. Yoshi's tried uh, very hard to 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 squelch that narrative that it's a new game and it's a new start for new players. He wants to view this as a finale. Please watch the whole show. Please don't just jump in at 6.1. That's that's been what he's been talking. I don't know if that will pivot. Right. I don't know if he's just saying like, hey, don't skip it before it comes out. Um, (laughs) So I don't know if that'll change. I will say my concern with the timeline here is if Xbox does not come out for Endwalker. The next expansion will have been when we start to talk about this, the PS3 was supported for four years after the PS4 platform was confirmed. If we assume that timeline stays true, then four years after the PS5 platform dropped, which is now, we're looking at possibly dropping PS4 due to the fact that the hardware will have just aged out. And if we do that, if that ends up being the timeline that Xbox comes on, there is a version of the world where people go, they dropped PS4 to make room for Xbox. That won't be what happened, but that will be the optics and it won't look good. It will look like they took my version away to invite these people who have never played, um, which is not at all how it will actually have been decided internally, but like to get in front of that, it's a whole lot better if Xbox joins the family now. Yeah. And I can kind of see where Chile's coming from with 6.1, especially with them opening the oceanic data center in 6.1. Yeah. So I could see them waiting for that to say, hey, Xbox coming 6.1. But you got to announce it now. Like, what? That's not a holiday yeah, announcement. It, yeah. 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 I can see that. Why don't you beat this game now. from start to finish before you can join in? <laughs> it literally ended without you. <laughs> yeah. Like, if they do announce it at this E3, I could see them announcing it for 6.1. I agree with Chili on that. Yeah. Uh, Again, just because of the Oceanic Data Center opening up 6.1. New players have like 300 hours of story. Start now. Like it's going to take you till 6.1. Yeah. And then you can always transfer. (laughs) Yeah. Very true. How are they going to handle Oceanic? So to pivot slightly with Oceanic. Please go. How how do they handle this? So do we migrate existing servers off of EU and JP? Do we spin up all new ones? And if we spin up all new servers, 
this will be the first time we've spun up new servers since Ishgard Restoration. Which crafter gets to be the statue? Is the Ishgard Restoration already complete or does it start over? Do they get the same number of housing wards and are those time gated or is it first come first serve when it opens up and it's just chaos? Because 6.1 is also going to release Ishgard housing. And so like that's a lot at once to go live. Mm -hmm. I mean, the housing will probably be delayed because they never really launch it straight away. So um, I'm going to guess with random with Ishgard Foundation. I don't know because it's going to be new servers. It's not going to be the same ones. Because that'd be weird if they split the servers off even more because the EU sent it. Because it's probably going to be EU, right? They'll be affected more than North America. So it'd be, be a bit free, weird if they... There'll be free migrations for anybody that feels that they're affected adversely or like they wish they were included yeah. or, they, or they got included and they didn't want to be. So there'll be free transfers. Yeah. But that means some of those will lose... I don't... I, I don't think so. No, I think it's going to be new servers. I think that's most logical, but it immediately made me wonder what happens to Ishgard Restoration. Right. Oh, yeah. Because that's RNG, just they roll a dice and whoever gets it gets the, the, the crafting logo. They come mm. out with exactly eight, so it's one of each. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Culinarian on all of them. I mean, that's the only good one. <laughs> it's not what Sargatanus rolled. <laughs> no. No, we got alchemy in ours. It just looks like a nuclear missile. I don't like it. <laughs> You want you wanted a, a large frying pan. Yeah, I wanted a large frying pan. <laughs> These are pivotal things. Right. I couldn't even find the statue the other day. It took me yeah. a second. <laughs> Get that large flying flying pan. Flying pan. Yeah, flying Perfect. pan. Perfect. Welcome to the channel. Welcome to cool. the channel. I just wondered while I had people here that the other side of it is that I, like yeah. JP also has three data centers like you know within their their environment. So like if they do siphon, you know, the question is that you know maybe. I guess I would have to look at the volume because maybe they're like, okay, because with data center visit, I don't think it's really that that pivotal. It doesn't well, like it's not going to split people well, up as like like the world visit did, like when they when Shadowbringer launched. It matters launched. because you lose your free company and or your house. But I can Nothing see else matters. I can see them spinning up the new servers. Uh, not only that, or because it would just make sense, but because if they just siphon off of the already existing servers, JP, EU, NA. You're still going to have that ping getting to those servers unless they put some kind of jump point in the Oceana Center. You know what I mean? If they don't put some kind of through, po through point, you're just going to continue to have that ridiculous ping. And that's not going to help anybody. I don't think you're going to see I just realized, why are we talking about doesn't this? have a link down below for how to remove ping. Oh, I, I use it too, but I'm just saying, like. I just remember, why are we even talking about this as an idea? Because didn't they show off the fact that they built new servers at FanFest? Yeah, they did. I, I, believe, they I believe they did. It just, my question yeah. was, are they migrating existing servers over there? I don't think they are. And and, yeah. and then as a result, right? So that's the premise. I don't think they yeah. are. And then you guys agree with that. So that means new servers. So then my question becomes, what do we do about housing and Ishgard restoration. Well, because when they we said the house is six point one. Now, they said house is six point one, but they didn't say if it's exactly six point one. It could right, be six point one five. 
those servers coming online and coming online for Endwalker and Ishgard Restoration has been completed on the existing servers. How nuts oh, yeah. would it be if they let you do Ishgard Restoration in the Oceanic region? Like, hey, if you want to re like relive that, we're going to do that again. Can I go help? No. No, I don't. <laughs> Data center, no. is it? No. <laughs> Chili's already no. done 95 hours of it. For those of us that haven't, 95 hours of every every day of every every race. You've, you've done thousands of hours. Do you have your pterodactyl? Uh, no, I don't. I need to get it someday. Yeah, I only did fishing. I did 15 to, six, 15 to 18 hours a day of fishing for nine days. That's rough. I even streamed the last 20 hours, just constant. My goodness. My goodness. All right. Thank God for macros. Makes <laughs> <laughs> my head hurt. Oh, man. Dude. Anyway, tip of the hat for that. All right. So at this point, we're going to be bringing, uh, jumping into kind of our big new Genesis topic. Uh, what do you need to know about Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis? That is such a mouthful. Did anybody see the Conan thing? I, I saw part of it. Like, I watched the beginning part of it. But other than that, I didn't is he watch playing it. New Genesis? They, as a part of, like, their like the, their whole skit stuff. So they basically were just making fun of the, of the name. And then uh, you have somebody who knows about the game or at least has all the marketing points about it. Just kind of like making sure that they, that's being communicated, and then they just make jokes. Honestly, I thought it was very fun. Uh, I, I enjoyed uh, the, the sense of humor of it overall. But um, that's gonna uh, anyway. I just was kind of curious because I saw I, that. I was in a, I was in a chat the other day where somebody said uh, said NGS, and somebody goes, "I'm really excited about Fantasy Star," and somebody goes, "What's NGS?" And I said, "Fantasy Star," and they go, "How does NGS stand for Fantasy Star?" <laughs> 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 oh my god! Yeah, we'll get you there. We'll get you there. You talk about Clueless Game. Yes, because he's done that before. The yeah. clueless gamer, and they have kind of a group and uh, thing like that. So they've been doing, yes. uh, you know, it's been interesting to see uh, what I would say old media shift into kind of starting adopting more kind of new media practices and, and things like that. So it's been it's been exciting. But um, we're here. We've come to the uh, the part of the video. Uh, if you guys are just checking this out as a highlight, uh, be sure to like, favorite, subscribe, share, clip if you have that feature uh, turned on. Uh, and if you guys are watching with us live, feel free to let us know if you have any questions. Chris is actually going to be filling the role of the everyman. Uh, when he plays video games, especially when he gets sold on them, he doesn't need any more additional information. New Genesis is launching this week on the 9th. That's June 9th. And so we figured it'd be a good time to catch everybody up on frequently asked questions. Uh, this post will actually be over on Reddit. I'll include a link in the description if you guys want to go read these for yourself. But hopefully the, the idea is that we're going to go through this and then Chris or anybody else here can either elaborate or ask any additional questions and hope that to have like this as a real like, honest conversation about what is New Genesis. Uh, I've seen that happen over and over and over again. And it's fascinating as somebody who's been following it going like, oh man, I have such exciting news. Do you need to install both games? No. Are they the same game? Yes, they are. Like it's like there's so much really cool stuff to kind of dive into. So with that, I'm going to start going through. We'll just kind of break it up by section. And then at any point, you guys just jump in if you have an additional follow-up question or you want to discuss any particular point. So what can I bring with me from PSO2 to New Genesis? And I'm just going to just call this New Genesis as opposed to saying the whole thing. Future, it's just too much. Anyway. Weapons, units, aka armor, and mags, they will transfer to New Genesis, but they're going to behave differently. Your weapon stats, augments, and potentials will change. This is how you upgrade, get your power. Uh, this is essentially things that you unlock. Uh, Chris, think traits on your weapons. Uh, think, you know, uh, different augments. So am I going to be behind? So, no. Uh, I was behind when I joined you in 2.0. Yes and no. Yeah. 
Uh, anybody can come from, let's say you had a 15 star in the current PSO2. That's going to translate to like a four star weapon. So it's okay. going to, it's going to be a little bit more powerful, but you're not coming in and I'm not like, it's to me to get a four star. That's, you could go do a little bit of work, but you're not essentially like, oh, you're five item levels higher than me. Well, that's awesome. You know, it's kind of a thank you. Does that make sense? Yeah, my concern was that like you're beating the first raid and I'm still leveling, and, I'm, and it's like, oh, no, well. everybody yeah. starts out at level one. But if you have a couple weapons or armors or something like that that can transfer over, that will transfer. But I'm going to pass that with quest gear or whatever oh, the equivalent is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah you're going to have just a, thanks for playing the original. Here's a little boost for you. That doesn't bother me. Just like best in slot will carry you a decent ways into Endwalker, but like exactly. brand new players that are just hitting cap right now, I'm like, just get to 500 and wait. Like it's not that much like the, the 500 to 530 gap, depending on how overwhelmed that person is, is a huge mm -hmm. jump for what's going to really not last that long. Right. I mean, just pick up cheap crafting gear at that point though. You know, 520 crafting gear. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got six months. player. You've got six months. Yeah, six months. You can make some follow gaming kind of for guild tips and to be able to make some of that. Yeah. And it will be cheap. He'll, he'll he'll teach you how to make uh, 40 million by the time Endwalker hits or whatever uh, the, your mouth calculation on that is, Chris. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, units will become armor that is not visible. Uh, even units that have been obtained in PSO2 will become invisible in New Genesis. So much like weapon stats and augments, their potentials, their values will change. So you can carry it forward, but it's going to act differently in the new game. Mags are going to become more cosmetic. They're going to keep their evolutionary device data, but they're not going to be providing stats or combat benefits. The One of the things in... Go ahead, Chris. When he makes that so sound... So armor is invisible. Are all the veteran players going to be running around naked? No. <laughs> no, no. So your armor is different than what your fashion, what is. you would say your glamour is. Okay. Yeah. What yeah, I do like though is the evolution devices keeping their their look, their look because uh, what are mags? So mags are the little trash can robots that like in the PSO two. I call them trash cans because yeah. you feed them gear and you feed <laughs> okay. them items that you don't want, and that would level them up. Um, and so they would follow you around and then they, in PSO2 and PSO, they gave you benefits like stat benefits. Like they were, okay. made you, uh, in this case, they are not giving you those kind of benefits, but they do have an in-game benefit in terms of how they, how they help you function in the world. Think, you know, Hey, look over in this direction. Something's going on over here. You know, things like that to help communicate uh, to you in the, in the UI. Or like the ghost in destiny too. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Very, yeah. Well, Destiny is yeah. fantasy star. Like <laughs> we've had that conversation before. Okay. Uh, but I do like that because like one of my mags is skinned as Odin okay. from 14 and the other one is skinned as a, uh, uh, Sega Genesis. And that encourages me to go jump oh, back cool. across the portal into the legacy world and go grind this stuff. If that's something you want. If I mean, that's something you want, yeah. You do not have to have both games installed. Like, it's the same game, but... Yeah, I just jump through a portal. Like well, a World yeah. Visitor, Data Center, if you have it, If you have it installed. You can literally... Like, PSO2 base is like 70 plus gigs. PSO New Genesis is like 30. If you install both, it's 100 gigs. You can literally say as a part of the installer, I only really want to live here, or I, I you know... You get the choice on that. Every game's 100 gigs now. Okay. <laughs> Every game's 100 gigs. Um, it is worth noting that weapons and units transferred from PSO2 may not be immediately usable until your character reaches a certain level requirement. So if your four-star weapon requires you to be at level 20 to use, 
well, you're just going to have to grind out to level 20. So even, even veterans might have that leveling experience. They just might have a little boost once they do hit cap. The following mm -hmm. items have been confirmed to not transfer to New Genesis. Skill rings, consumables, uh, that's you know anything that uses for battle, growth, or enhancements. Your boost, boost items, boosters and tri-boosters, materials, room furnishings, any currencies other than Arcs Cash and Star Gems. So Arcs Cash and Star Gems are your premium currencies. Uh, AC is what you buy money for. SG is what the game rewards you with. And there's a way of transferring different things. And then your items, uh, your item pack and inventory itself do not transfer. So if you're thinking of Masetta, if you've been farming Masetta, it's new Masetta in the new Genesis world. So everybody from an economy perspective is starting out. <laughs> new Gil. New Gil. New I know. Gil. Uh, new everything Gil. has the N in front of it so far. And I was like, oh, go ahead, Jilly. I was going to say, that sounds stupid in a way. They should have come up with a different currency. They're really banking on not having to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. New, new. Newer. <laughs> Newest. <laughs> I do oh. like the fact that boosters don't transfer over because that means that people that stockpiled before New Genesis aren't just going to be logging into New Genesis and suddenly be like, oh, look, I'm Max. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. The uh, Anyway, so uh, while your AC and Star Gems can be shared between New Genesis, um, instead of fun, fun's a currency that was in uh, base PSO2, that's not going to be here. And other currencies greatly affect the balance of the gay's economy or not be shared between the two games. And you'll have uh, the new main currency in New Genesis. New Genesis is also going to have separate inventories. So your PSO2 inventory and your PSO2 New Genesis inventory are separate entities. Makes sense. You wouldn't want to be sitting here going like, oh, I got all this stuff I can't use. Uh, and your character growth, including class, levels, experience, class skills, photon arts, techniques, and titles will not transfer over. So th those things are going to remain in the past, and then you're going to have to grind out for level one in New Genesis. But if you go back to PSO2, all your levels are there. So Chris, like you hit level 15 or 20 or whatever you got to, if you like jump back in, all of a sudden you're level 20 on, on that. Um, also, it's important to note Chris was playing a summoner. Summoner is actually not coming into the game until 2022. They've been recently announced that. Um, so as, a, as, as it goes, you only are going to have six classes. And then this, uh, this August, you'll have a seventh class. This fall, you'll have an eighth class. And then the, like this winter, ninth, and so on. So they're going to continue to add in the missing classes uh, over the course of the next year and beyond with that. All right. I do want to touch on that a little bit later. Yeah. If you don't okay. Mind, Brian. No, let's just touch on it now because I'm, you know, okay. I hate to miss the callback. Yeah. So the uh, one of the classes that they said in their quote unquote live letter was a gunblade type class. Now they did put a gunblade type class in base PSO2. It's called the Luster, so, and it's a Scion class. So it is, I'm thinking maybe they're bringing this Scion class in as a base class or it's going to be the first scion class in the game or in new genesis which would be interesting chris do you know what a scion class is it's your so your hunter fighter ranger and everything would be your classes and then the uh, successor class would be your job okay yeah yeah you have to have certain requirements to unlock the the scion classes that they essentially right. were the, the other ones were just always open and available um, the following fashion items will transfer into Genesis. Outerwear, outfit, body parts, arms, legs, weapons, items registered from tickets such as basewear, innerwear, body paint, hairstyle, head parts, accessories, emotes, voice, makeup patterns, stickers, eyebrows, eyelashes, eyes, and face variants. So Chris, if you're looking to unlock varying looks, 
like the the base game still has a lot of value like this list right here says you want to look interesting we've got so much of this stuff in the, in the base game you can go and grab it i believe there are some restrictions in terms of what you can physically equip so there might be a case by case piece variant or basis is that right Soro? or my or my misreading um from past uh outlines and everything yes they did give a list of certain things that were not or certain cosmetic things that were not available for transfer but it looks like they're starting to get rid of that so they're updating it it looks like and saying oh yeah we're, you're good don't worry about it so it's not like a Vera so, um, and Harothgar hat situation uh, <laughs> you're about to answer everything you're saying Okay. Oh, thank you. Excellent. So, how cosmetics Shooting for PSO two and New Genesis will work and vice versa. I was like, I have the information in my head. I was like, I haven't memorized this outline over on Reddit. Um, all outfits, wearable items, and cast parts from PSO two will be uh, used in New Genesis and vice versa. However, there will now be two different models physiques for your character depending on the game and the current uh, currently equipped outfit, wearable items, and cast parts or body parts originate from. It was uh, also specified, specifically mentioned that PSO2 body paint will not be usable on New Genesis's physiques that, uh, uh, and that PS, uh, New Genesis body paint will not be usable on PSO2 physiques. So there are some restrictions based off of how you model out your character. And if you guys haven't seen, you can go download the, uh, the benchmark today and actually create your character that you can have ready and uh, to go for New Genesis. And you can play around and it does have New Genesis physique options and base PSO2 physique options. So you do have the ability to kind of uh, filter that as well. I, I, for my character, I want all new Genesis because I think it, the models look so much more interesting. Chris, you look like you have a thought there. No, I mean, I, I have played wow since launch. And um, when you, it will let you mix and match with this is, which this is not going to let you mix and match. Uh, and that's honestly protecting you. When you put on a vanilla set of shoulder pads and like a Shadowlands cloak, they don't look good together. Like the for for people that think the game has not matured graphically because they see a screenshot and think it's cartoony, it is very clear that 15 years has allowed them to increase the level of detail they put in there when you put those pieces side by side. So I think that's a really reasonable restriction up front, especially if their goal is for people to share screenshots and stuff, that there's not some weird clipping thing going on or some just lack of resolution when the new stuff might be supported as high as you know 4k or whatever so in addition uh finger uh, movement will only be available on the new genesis physique so they've added the ability to have fingers and thumbs up and a different emotes like that face variants hairstyles from P pso2 will be usable in new genesis although naturally those that come from new genesis will be higher quality and then from new genesis you'll be able to use any uh you'll you can only be used sorry those from new genesis can only be used on the new genesis physique this does not apply to pupils, eyebrows, makeup patterns, and some from New Genesis. And at the and these are not going to be usable in the PSO2 face variants. So the pupils, eyebrows, eyelashes, makeup patterns, and PSO2 cannot be used on NGS's face variants. With that, really to kind of help, like if you're kind of like, I don't understand that phrase, go download the benchmark and play around with the characters and you'll see what they mean by the different variants and physiques. Because you can literally yeah. filter, just show me the New Genesis stuff, or just show me the base PSO2 stuff. And there is such a graph. There is a massive graphic quality update. There is. Even though B, uh, PSO2 is. is getting upgraded. What's up? I'm just saying there is. Yeah. There is a massive difference I'm between just, the two. I'm excited to see what your weird cowboy mash app 
thing looks like. In I, think I think I'm rolling a new character. I think I'm rolling a new character because it's like some of the models look so good. I was like, I've been playing around with uh, just like a female Newman. And I'm like, man, she looks great. Like, do you I'm, lose all your cosmetics when you do that? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if they're going to let me like change my, my, my base character. And if they make, uh, if they don't, then I'm just going to play oh. a new character. I'm not going to worry about it. Right, so I'm sort of Fantasia potion. I mean, you you probably end up having all of your cosmetics and stuff like that. That would be account wide, yeah, as you would say. Um, so you should be okay as long as you're logging in with the same account as you use for base PSA two. Yeah, and that's the same account. So they've already because like when we put playing the beta, you're already on my friends list because we're friends on Xbox. So all that was mm -hmm. already handled even in the beta. So that was actually really right. good to see. Um, it was just hard to team up for a little bit there. You cannot mix layered wear and uh, uh, or cast parts from both games, and all accessories in PSO2 will be usable in New Genesis. New accessories in New Genesis can be used in PSO2, but you're going to have greater customization as a part of New Genesis. So what about the features that you've actually spent real money on, AC and star uh, gems, on things like crafting lines and extra collection uh, file slots? Premium set is actually shared between games. So if you're subbed, you, you're, you, there's one sub for new gen, you know, like for PSO2. Um, this also includes material storage, extended storage, character storage, sub palette expansion, and your personal shop. It is uh, specifically mentioned, however, that because of the different game systems, New Genesis's inventory expansion, skill tree edition, skill tree edition listed twice, <laughs> expanded max orders limit, and personal <laughs> quarters use will not take effect in New Genesis. They will continue to work in base PSO2. Basically tells me it's a new game. If you want, I guess, additional inventory space, you're going to have to spend some money. And I'm sure that they might have some kind of bundle. That's how I read that. Does anybody read that differently? No, I read that about the same. Okay. Yeah, that Good. might be something that's included in Game Pass. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's that's one of the things that I'm really curious to see if Xbox has any announcements at E3 this year with PSO2. Chris? I don't know the reasoning behind this for this particular game, but having played a lot of MMOs over the year, when, when people ask for inventory as games get bigger, whether that be Guild Wars, Final Fantasy, it doesn't matter. Every game, inventory becomes an issue. Um Inventory is one of those things that continually like programmers set it out in a very static fashion when they build a game because they're like, this is plenty. And it is not uncommon for them to have baked it in. Um, World of Warcraft had a 16 slot base backpack for a long time, which wasn't a big deal when you could only really get to like 14 slot bags. But as you got to where you had 20, 24, 32 slot bags and all, all your other slots, your base backpack felt like it was kind of holding your back. Why can't I just toss that in the trash? and replace it with an upgraded bag that I'm happy to pay for or craft. And they said that the problem is that they numbered those inventory slots one through 16. And then they used slot 17 for like other stuff and slot 18 for other stuff. So the systems weren't really meant to grow. Final Fantasy runs into the same issue. They build this stuff here and then they build something right next to it. And so it doesn't expand over. So it is not shocking to me to see that inventory expansion is something that they're like, hey, we wanna do it differently. So we're just going to like wipe your upgrades from before. You can keep them when you're in old content, but when you're in the new stuff, like we really need inventory to function differently. Um, that doesn't surprise me. I imagine those of you that have spent money on inventory expansion for the base game are not going to feel real good about it. But I'm just telling you from having listened to a lot of developers talk about inventory specifically, it doesn't surprise me as a new player coming in to hear that they couldn't get that to function. One of the things oh, I Shane, like... Go ahead, Chili. Oh, okay. Chili. I was going to say, shame they can't do something like ESO2 does where you get unlimited space for crafting. 
because if you sub to ESO2, you actually get a crafting bag, which actually has unlimited space. Guild Wars 2 I, has a material storage that, that you push yeah. everything to it and store um, every material that you can find in the game. Base, yeah. it's at 250 of that, and then you expand it. Um, maybe they, you know, do we know that they didn't move to that? Because if they I moved to that, I think they did. That I think that that is, and I could be misremembering, so don't quote me on that if you're watching this, and we'll see if we get into that more here. But I remember hearing something about that. They also increased the base inventory. Base PSO mm-hmm. uh, 2 had a 50 slot at a minimum that starts at a 100 slot, which feel like that immediately feels like they're not That's coming for you money. Because like, mm-hmm. like at a minimum, I was like, if you're going to do anything to enjoy your PSO 2 experience, at least get a 100 slots. Because just like with Guild Wars, they shower you with loot. It's a loot game. You want loot. And then all of a sudden you're like, and now I'm spending an hour doing inventory management and, and whatnot. And it's like, okay, get a 100 and you'll be, you're not going to be leaving things on the, on the battlefield and just make sure you're going into each fight with 50 slots available um we'll see if they cover more of that crafting stuff and if chat ends up knowing you can always weigh in on that just to make sure that i'm not giving false information um what races will be in pso2 new genesis newmans humans casts Dumans. however during character creation you can actually select body type which are human type one male and female cast type male and female but you can take parts from the different races and things like that so like they really have the most impressive character design and you know uh, build out that you have a lot, I think a lot of choice when it comes to your races. You have your pre-built designs and then you can kind of go nuts and you want to take apart from the Newmans or the Doomans or the Humans and Boomans, you know, you're good to go on that regards. Um, <laughs> so these fields are huge. How does traveling in them work? Well, transitioning to new areas is as simple as walking into it and there's no longer loading screens upon moving to new areas, even when going from the lobby to the field. The Rooker devices, I don't know if that's pronounced correctly, uh, exist, I call them the the giant green penises, uh, exist throughout the field and act as your fast travel. And if you have uh, your photon dash and your photon glide to navigate the fields faster as well. So just like our Aetherite crystals and 14 Chris, these are just these big old towers that you can go to, and then once you kind of go to them, you unlock them, and then allows you to kind of jump around the map uh, for free. Are they expensive? No, they're uh, it's free. You just you just teleport yeah, so wherever free. you want. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a missed opportunity, they... like to charge a maset, new Masetta. Go ahead. How are they removing money from the game? Like, what uh, does money serve as a function if there's no cost to my character? Doesn't eat. My character doesn't need housing that it has to pay for every month. I don't have a utility bill, and I don't pay for trend travel. Like, are repairs expensive? Yeah, uh, there are no repair. There isn't a repair system, but there is an upgrade system. The upgrade system will take your Masetta really quick. Oh right. yeah! All right, let the inflation begin. Let the inflation begin. Um, so, how do enemy spawns work in these massive fields? Explaining this requires the explanation of the sections and the adventure areas, as they're called. So, exploration sections in the map. Uh, are going to have you have more gather materials and ingredients from both the fauna, different just passive enemies out there, uh, monster or, you know, uh, cows or like things to farm, uh, and various what they call tame monsters. These monsters appear uh, to spawn randomly in the section, and killing them will give you materials. Aggressive enemies can actually also spawn in these areas, but they're just big. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how they're focused. Now, battle sections are going to have you fight enemies, which consist of dolls and altars and combat evolves around running towards the target marked within either E for enemy spawn or T trial. And when the emergency trial is taking place, uh, these markers work similarly to how they worked in the Tokyo Las Vegas area in PSO2 where enemies spawn near the markers. So when you're running around the map, if there's an event, whether it's just a, like a kind of a fate of a bunch of enemies with an E or a bigger boss kind of enemy with a T, that's going to kind of how that functions, and you'll see that pop up, and the goal is just to navigate people to them. Now, 
exploration sections can consist of like 32 people like in that specific instance of it and then the game just kind of handles the self-instancing of these exploration zones and then the battle sections are going to have where you uh have eight people so like no you won't gonna you're not gonna run into a group of e and you're gonna see 100 people you'll see no more than eight people as a part of that specific so it sounds chapter okay it sounds a bit like Boja zones in final fantasy 14 basically Boja says sandal sandal where there's a limited amount of people, and then you have eight people that go to do the, uh, yeah, trial. Because you've got thirty-two in the large zone, and only eight are allowed inside the critical engagement. Yeah. Yeah, kind of the same. Thirty-two is not that many. No, it's not. That's really no, intimate. But it's it's also weird where if you're in a party with somebody and they instance in with you into that zone, it can actually go over that thirty-two. So you can have like thirty-five people if you're in a party of four people, and you just go into. Was it like the zone one or like Diablo games, where like I'm kind of out in the world in these relatively intimate zones, and then the interaction with the rest of the community happens when I'm in hubs? So it PSO two as a base was very hub and 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 content. This handles all of that behind the scenes, so it's both massive and yet intimate in that regards so when you transition the game is just going to automatically kind of balance itself out so that you can have a like a, an experience that's designed for that because that, you know if all of a sudden you're not gonna see 100 people in the same area but then they have bigger bosses that will spawn in the expiration sections that that bring in more people and make that event kind of this really big critical engagement style piece of content and then you can go back into the lobby which but all this happens without loading screens so the game just kind of handles it so you never really even notice it happening you just kind of feel like you're having this intimate experiences you're playing with other people whether they're in your party or not in your party and then you can go back in the lobby and you can interact with uh like pretty much any, anyone once i'm in an exploration zone am i getting jumped into other exploration zones to continue to load balance the server like wow's shard system i don't know actually or am I getting opted over like Guild Wars system where they're asking me to jump over? Or do I have to go back to the hub and go back out like Final you Fantasy? You don't have to return. Doesn't... You don't have to return. Like literally, the, like my experience is the game's just managing it. So e instead of maybe even being There's going to be pros and cons to that, yeah. depending on how they're doing it. Right. So the, uh, I want to see if the community can like... You said that... What's the biggest... Is it is four people the biggest group? Yeah, party size um, is four people. Yeah, party size is four. Why? But you can alliance. imagine what the community tries to like jump in with like thirty-two groups of four. Mm -hmm. So in World of Warcraft, there was some changes to the way loot mechanics worked, and it resulted in people abusing it in what they call these four by two farms, and it it basically like quintuples or more the amount of loot you get per hour, and it mm -hmm. just it just breaks the game. <laughs> uh, like it just it's like oh you're playing the game and you get. 2000 cloth per hour or whatever <laughs> but we could do this as a group and all eight of us get 50,000 each per hour like like let's just, it sounds let's, like... just let's just shoot this to the moon here uh so if that is possible um that will result in loot mechanics that were not intended because you would end up with 128 people in the zone um yeah. and that's just going to break things that's going to trigger all sorts of weird spawning and whatever the server answers that with it also sounds like what caused the mass bannings in Final Fantasy XI back in the day. Um, someone found out, I can't remember what fight it was now, I think it was it was one of the end game areas, but you're only supposed to get one drop per alliance. But they found out if you disbanded the party just before the boss, 
it then forced the um, drop to be in every party. And everybody's their own party, so everybody gets yeah. loot. So everyone got banned because of this eventually, but they didn't they didn't fix it for like six months. So <laughs> people weren't knowing it was an exploit. There was this mass ban wave where people were like, What did I do? <laughs> I got kicked from party. And then I, I got, got banned. What welcome to fourteen. <laughs> then I got banned. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's uh. that's horrible. Um, the, uh, so is the game going to be free to play and new Genesis is keeping the same model that PSO two has. It's a free to play game. The entire game is playable at no cost. Premium items are still available and a, my shop feature has also been seen. Uh, and so essentially if you're subscribed as a part of their optional subscription, you'll have access to be able to sell on the markets. You can always buy from the markets, but you cannot put uh, items up for sale. So that's going to just be one way that the game manages it. And then they also have, you know, arcs cash, which they have loot boxes. They have all different things. The nice thing about the system is that if you get something you don't want for the loot box, you can sell it on the market if you're subscribed and somebody who uh, is playing this game just for free can literally buy the, buy the, the content and stuff, um, you know, for with uh, in-game currency. So that's always something I've appreciated about their, their free to play model. Um, so what's going to happen to the, the original PSO two? That's a really good question. Uh, you can actually play in both universes, as Chris talked about earlier. We talked about the start of this. Uh, you can actually play them side by side. You can even choose whether you want to have uh, the old PSO2 uh, installed on your system. If hard drive space is a premium, uh, you'll have that, that ability to say, you know what, I'm good. I don't need that glamour. And then if you're like, oh my gosh, how do you get that? And somebody's like, oh, you got to go get that in, in the base game. Then you can install it and go try to figure that out uh, for yourself. Um, regarding classes, so what classes are going to be here in New Genesis? Hunter, Fighter, Ranger, Gunner, Force, and Tekker. Um, Braver is coming in August, Bouncer this fall, and Summoner is at least spring 2022. So Chris, you're going to have to, you're going to have to pick a new class, um, when checking out this game. What interests you the most? What do you think, like, is there, uh, an archetype I can point you to? Well, I mean, I, I've always enjoyed Hunters and Druids in games personally, but it's because I main Warrior through a series of events now in 14, I found that playing a straightforward melee combat tanky class mm -hmm. has made the games very comparable for me. And so as somebody that is trying to play multiple MMOs at once, like it's easier for my brain to wrap around what makes these games different. If I make the class as apples to apples as is possible, obviously some games that's easier than others. Like in, in WoW and 14, I can play almost the same thing, but by the time you introduce Guild Wars, the Holy Trinity kind of falls apart and the whole thing falls out the window. So um, uh, from that list, like I assume that I'm looking at fighter. Fighter is uh, a if lot you of fun. Go, fighter is a lot of fun. It's more, if you're looking at the golden trifecta, Fighter is more of a DPS, okay. close range. Hunter would tank? be more. Hunter would be your tank. Great. That's usually what I main as well, just because it's it's. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, your pet is technically your mag. All right. <laughs> it's like, I want. I want to. I want to. Give me a panther. Um, like we said, uh, more classes are coming later. For the successor scion classes, it appears that some of the traits have actually made their way to hunter, ranger, and force. Hunter now has a counterattack that they can perform by dodging through an attack and much like hero uh, they can also swing their sword one-handed sometimes and they can also perform another kind of counterattack when pressing the attack button right after a perfect guard ranger uh not only has gained the counterattack from dodging attacks similar to a uh, hero and phantom but they have now a dedicated rifle weapon action 
and that actually flings you in the direction you choose, kind of like a cross between Phantom's Rifle and Ranger's Rifle. Uh, Force has uh, gained the uh, mobility of Etoile's Wand floating around when they are holding their rod. Like their Barta, it also creates a marker on enemies that can be detonated, similar to the Phantom Markers, and their Photon Blasts shoot giant lasers similar to Etoile's Wand's Luminous Flare Photon Art. They can also now guard with their rod, much like Etoile's Wand as well. Now, are Monomates atomizers still available? So healing items in this game are actually gathered from flower-looking objects in the field. You heal yourself using the rest of signs, and they can actually stack up to 10 times and are consumed using them from your sub-palette. These rest of signs uh, are also gathered from the green flower-looking objects. Reverser signs take place of moon atomizers and are gathered from yellow flowers-looking objects in the field, and they can be stacked up to five times. So you're not going out buying monomates and and uh, moon atomizers they're just out in the field so it just kind of helps encourage uh gathering and collection of the different mm -hmm. uh items which i i kind of find a little bit strange at first but at the core of it um it got, it made sense because you're not going to have to keep running back to the city to buy uh monomates or something like that which also takes the thing uh gill sink out of the game and it, it felt really nice too in the beta yeah it felt it actually felt really nice in this regards um, story and world. When and where does New Genesis take place? So it's set a thousand years after the events of PSO2 and the new generation of ARCs settled on planet Halpta. Conflict would soon arise as the threats from outer space, the dolls began, the dolls is such a, like, I still haven't got over that term, but it's, it's, it just seems like this interesting name. And I'm like, dolls, like I keep thinking because I have kids. So I'm like, yeah. They're just falling from sky the space. Uh, around the time they began appearing, mysterious individuals known as Meteor and fell from the sky. And despite possessing no memories of their past, these individuals possess skills that make them effective at combating dolls and ultimately join arcs to combat this uh, this threat. All right, so um, let's see here. There's a Visiphone, New Genesis World, Names of the Field. Yes, we know we're not going to go through the map of the game. <laughs> so we're going to keep but adding. It's, it's, it's a massive map. It's massive. So we've talked about this a little bit. Will you actually need to install the client to play New Genesis? You have the ability at the launcher to pick what version of the games you want. So if you want both, it's going to cost you around 700 gigs of memory. If you just want New Genesis, it's 30. If you just want uh, PSO2 base, it's 70. And that's going to be how it functions. Let's get into platforms. Interesting. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, John. Yeah. I just read that on your screen. For other platforms such as on PS4, the existing PSO2 stage will be replaced with, replaced with New Genesis. Don't don't even worry about the PS4 version of it. That is JP only. Japanese I mean, only. We can download it. Yeah, you can. You can play uh, on the PS4 and on the Japanese server. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Um, so for those who don't know, here in the West, it's Xbox, PC. That's where it's going to be. Um, Steam, Epic Game Store, like it's on all of those. Uh, however, we, you know, I, it should come to PlayStation. Uh, I, I would believe that it is a timed exclusive and the, and the, we will eventually oh, yeah. see it on Probably PlayStation. two years. It would make sense. It's weird that the, the fact that it is on Xbox and it's not launching in Japan on Xbox. So in Japan, it's not like PS4 and Xbox. Um, but that is, that is a little bit strange in my opinion. They probably just don't think there's not enough market in Xbox on, in Japan. Oh yeah. Like that's that I would, I would say that's definitely a fact. It just seems that. I, you know, like, okay, you already have the work done. <laughs> it's already done. All right. Like, let's just, you know, just hit publish on this other platform. 
Um, the Japanese version, like we said, uh, is going to release on Windows and PlayStation 4. A cloud version is going to be available for Switch and Windows. Uh, so if you don't have, like, you can play PSO2 on the Switch, which is great, but that's only in Japan. Nice. Global version, that's North America, Europe, and anywhere that it is uh, in the list. Uh, these are going to release on Windows 10, Steam, Xbox One, Series X. It's also an Epic Game Store. Uh, New Genesis is also going to release on any additional platforms, which PSO2 will be made available on. So I wonder if we'll get some new announcements at E3 this year. Now, can your PC run it? It is a beastie game. And I think Chris can run it without any problem. But a lot of people were playing the, the, the beta and they're like, holy crap, Like my PC won't run it. Uh, low quality, obviously 64-bit operating system, Windows 8.1 or greater, CPU and i5, 9400 or equivalent, 8 gigs of RAM, uh, 100 gigs of space for the for both games. You want That will run at least 720p. Uh, GeForce Now, uh, GTX 950, Radeon, and R9 or equivalent, and DirectX 11. And then if you want to go to high quality, you need an Intel Core i9, 109,900, 16 gigs of RAM, RTX 270 or equivalent and higher. Uh, and then will it run on um, Mac or Linux? I thought this would be a fun I think for Chris. As long as Emprotect Game Guard acts as PSO2's anti-cheat, no. You're going to have to use the virtual machine of Windows running it, which would not work on the new Macs with the M1 uh, chip. Uh, and if you're curious why Game Guard doesn't work on Wine, it relies on the kernel mode driver, which Wine cannot handle currently. So if you're wanting to run this on a Linux or a Mac system, unfortunately, you are out of luck. Hopefully that was... Wine, uh, wine's always hit and miss. Like, yeah. you don't... It's not a perfect one-to-one. Chad's asking when is it going to be available to download? I'm gonna I'm gonna venture to bet maintenance kicks off on the seventh. I'm gonna venture to bet that it's gonna be somewhere between the seventh and the eighth. Uh, the game officially mm -hmm. is supposedly coming online like at three a.m. on the ninth here in the West. So yeah, um, yeah I'm gonna guess that sometime Monday or Tuesday you'll be able to download uh, the game. I can't remember who caught this, but someone earlier also asked another question. Um. It was from Chuck Post. It was a while ago now. I got in a notepad document just in case. Um, is it more beneficial to keep your character? If you start a new one, it won't make that big of a difference. So, and it was to, directed to Ginger Prime. Uh, that's There are account unlocks that you have. And so in my case, I'm planning on actually just rolling a new character unless they let me change my current existing character. Um, and that's just that is just my plan. I'm just like, oh, I'll just make a new character and, and start over with new Genesis um, with the new model, because I love how the uh, how just the designs work. Um, I didn't really care. I was always kind of going for the ugliest looking character I could make in uh, in PSO2. And now in this case, it's like, oh, the models are just. I mean, they're beautiful, especially the the like the female form in this regards. I was like, daggone, that's like really nice. I'm probably going to play, uh, probably play that. So that's what I created as a part of that. So I don't think you're going to see too ma massive of a difference because nothing game breaking is going to, uh, you know, not come across. And then at the same time. Everything else that I have and care about is account bound. Um, but if you're worried about it, um, I don't know. Like, just make a character and kind of make your choice. Um, that's just that's just my thought there. Like, are if there you like... are there racial abilities to determine starting area? What's no, no. So it's Everybody... purely cosmetic. Purely cosmetic. Yeah. Purely cosmetic. It okay. like fourteen. It used to have something like your cast would be better at range fighting. Uh, so your gun weapons and everything. Your uh, Newman, which are your elves, uh, were better at, you know, the magic abilities and things like that. And then your humans were just an all-around kind of thing. It had something in the base game a long time ago. But now it's just kind of like, what do you like? What do you want to look like? Here you go. Have fun. 
I don't know how I ultimately feel about that. Like, a part of me goes, yeah, it makes sense because people just want to, like, play what they want to play and not sit here and be like, oh, sorry, you're not coming as this. Like, you get min-maxed out of a, an in-game choice. Um, but then at the same time, like, there's something nice about that in my mind, at least from the RPG side of it. And going back and playing Final Fantasy XI, I've always enjoyed that. Yeah, I okay, I'm not going to be as effective here, but I'm going to be more effective in these areas. Race has an impact. Race has a, uh, you know, can have that. And I do kind of, my gosh, I go back and forth on it because there's a pro they, and a, they, there's a pro and a con. Guys, they seem to have put that more into the gear because the gear is more customizable uh, with your abilities and your stats and everything like that in NGS than it was in base PSO2. Uh, so you can tailor two different aspects uh, if you want to that way. It's just they took the racial nonsense out of it. Well, and, there, That's good. and Chat's also pointing out that like the race in and of itself can actually use parts from other races. So you can mix and match and blend and kind of create whatever you like the ultimate your ultimate character and what you want them to look like. And then you can mm -hmm. kind of set their their stuff from there. So like I don't even they couldn't even make stats work if technically there isn't really a race system it's right. just like here's the here's our historical ones and then essentially we can you can just kind of build and, and and make it something unique and interesting to you here so anybody have a christian any final thoughts on on what we've kind of covered today no no i i'm ready to get started yeah so guys again it kicks off chris is gonna be playing it live on thursday uh that's what that's your plan right you're gonna play uh ps2 first, on half, thursday? Of the day. first half of the day and then reaction thursdays the reaction thursdays so if you guys also want to see Chris react to Preach's video, I think that's what you got on the docket for Thursday, unless there's another crazy video that pops up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Mike's, I, my understanding is he watched some some fights, maybe Titania or something like that. It's like a 50-minute video, so it'll take me it'll take me a while to get through. Yeah, it took you an hour to get through a 17-minute video. <laughs> they, they were jumping the gun on some things. <laughs> Chili, where can people find you? What do you got going on? Uh, you can find me over on Radio. We play games every day, pretty much. Um, me and Paul, I stream Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, normally between 8 p.m. and midnight um, BST. Uh, Paul does 6.30 p.m. till about 8 p.m. BST on Saturday, Sunday. And Monday is kind of, we don't know, it depends. Um, but I, yeah, I stream Fantasy 14, but there'll be other, yeah, other games coming on the way. We'll probably stream some PSO2, maybe. I'm looking forward to it. So. All right. Uh, Sora, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at uh, Global Cooldown and getting back into streaming a little bit more. Uh, took a break for a while and uh, starting to come back. Chris, where can people find you? Gaming kind of. Work to game. Work to game. You can spell it however you want. You'll find me either on Twitch or YouTube. Uh, the number two is over on Twitch. I am, I am live 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. CST. Uh, Monday through Friday. Sometimes we run long when Brian can come record with me after for YouTube live. Um, yeah, it's something different every day of the week. And then gaming kind of is just, just chaos. I've just published whatever makes sense there. So now that you beat oh, Housing man. Savage, what are you doing on Mondays? Yeah, We're going to be decorating the basement this Monday for the first half of the day and then leveling um, the last of my healers. Nice. So astrologian is at 31 so basically not touched at all so i'm starting to work on astro and uh that's the last of my magical casters to get that like it's the lowest of them uh and so when it hits 50 i'll be able to toss all magical and healer gear below level 50 forever and ever which 
the goal is to clear armory space before Endwalker. So when people are like, well, how come you don't jump into melee and jump into... No, 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 no. We're going to finish some rolls. If you're having trouble with your armory space in Final Fantasy XIV, finish some rolls. Because mm -hmm. the moment everything in that roll hits max level, the vast majority of loot for that roll just becomes trash that you'll never need. All right. And guys... Uh, Brian, do you mind if I... Uh, can I have one sec? Can I plug a friend quickly? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. That's it. Just uh, sure Radio is about... Sorry, uh, I will. Uh, Maelstrom Radio is about to do their 150th episode tomorrow. Uh, it's their fifth anniversary of streaming as well. So I just want to sh show them some love because, you know, this five years of streaming, 150 episodes, it's quite a lot of, you know, it'll be Sunday the 6th of June at 5 p.m. PTD, uh, 5 p 8 p.m. EDT and 1 a.m. BST. I just, because it's 150, I have to, yeah, I want to do something. You know, Dude, that's something. amazing. Five years, 150 episodes. I mean, the the passion and content creation community is is something that's always exciting to share. So congratulations to them. Thanks for plugging them. Be sure you hit me the link so that way I can make sure I include it in the show notes and description of the video so that way people can go find it and check it out. So guys, thanks so much for tuning in live. Um, we're also going to be trying to do uh, you know more call-in shows as well. So you all have probably seen the pinned comment. So if you're listening to this after the fact and you ever want to tune in live, we typically record these on Fridays. Um, but we're looking at the schedule and we had to kind of call a, an audible this week. So we're recording this one live on Saturday. So be sure to be uh, subscribed to the channel and also be having notifications on. That way you don't miss when it says, hey, there's a live show. You can see it's scheduled. Now these will go into the unlisted category and thus uh, the video will be processed. The MP3 will be there so you can listen to this in audio form wherever you know you listen to your podcasts. And uh, you can always check out the full updated video over on Ginger Gaming Radio as well and in uh today's video we're going to highlight some of these clips over for work to game uh and that way we'll have those videos roll out over the course of this weekend so hopefully if you had fun with us live uh you uh, yeah just have a freaking amazing day so we'll wrap up the show thanks everybody for tuning in this has been epic loot radio my name is brian uh thank you so much for watching hopefully you have a fantastic day we hope to see you in our next video podcast or live stream but until then take care <laughs>